پرسید زیر لب یکی با حسرت از ماها بعدا چه یادگاری میخواد بمونه خدا میدونه بوته Hello, welcome to another episode of Food Farm Talk on CFRU 93.3 FM. Uh, I am your regular host, Abdurrahim Abdullahi. And today, you might be wondering why we are starting this episode with a foreign song. And just to tell you that today's episode we dedicated to the many Canadians who lost their lives in the plane crash in Iran, more specifically to our two University of Gulf students that were lost in this tragic accident. People are new in person. So we're still talking about food and agricultural issues, which will come later in this episode. But I'm going to dedicate the first few minutes to talk about the life of these two important people that we have lost 
And to give you a brief background of the song you have heard, which is a Persian song sung by Rajul Najafian. The song is titled Miran Adama, which directly translates as people will pass away. And at this point in the Canadian landscape and the environment here at the University of Gulf, and just like in the 19 universities across the country that held a memorial service today, or I must say yesterday, to remember the, lo- the lives that were lost in this tragic accident. This song reflects on how the passing of time brings us nothing but the passing of people as well. So it starts by telling us of a strange rule, and this strange rule refers to death, and it's a rule that is unavoidable at this point in time. So like I said, without dwelling much on the inevitability of death, I want to take this moment to give a minute of silence to our two University of God students that were lost and to share with you a brief background, a brief story about these two people as well. So let's take 30 seconds and get back. So this tragic accident, we lost our two friends, Ganimat Azdari and Milad Gassami Ariani. Ganimat was my colleague, PhD student at the Department of Geography, Environment and Geomatics, while Milad was a PhD student at the Lang School of Business. In fact, Ganimat was a young indigenous person who worked with the ICCA Consortium, which is an international group of people that are working to conserve indigenous lands. And just taking a brief background that is is provided by the ICC Consortium about Ganimat, reading directly from their website. Ganimat was a young indigenous Kashki professional specializing in participatory GIS. Ganimat obtained her Bachelor of Science degree in Natural Resources specializing in rangeland and watershed management at the Shahid Chemran University, Ahwat, Iran. She, for Ganimat's work with indigenous people and local communities in the context of defense of their own territorial rights has mostly taken place at Canesta, a founding member of the ICC consortium. Ganimat helps communities to develop GIS maps of their territories, ancestral domains, ecological access, to understand trends of change and to identify threats to their territorial integrity. Such as land invasions, occupations, land use changes, and land allocations by government agencies. Ganimat actually was an active ethnobotanist. She she was helping to establish a national government tribal herbarium in Iran and range life studies. She dedicated her life to protecting the lands and resources of indigenous people, not only in Iran, her native land but in Canada, and it was this quest that brought her to Canada. And as we reflect on the life of Ganimat, we find solace in the work that she has started, and the work that people she has worked with has vowed to continue to protect the lands of indigenous people. And as we miss Ganimat, just like the rest of the members on that flight that were lost 
in this tragedy. We will still take this time to celebrate her life and what she managed to achieve during her time with us on Earth. And just like Ganimat, Milad Gassemi was an Iranian PhD student here at the University of Gulf. Milad started his PhD last summer, and that was the first time I met him. Milad was a soft-spoken person. And numerous accounts, including my own accounts, can attest to the fact that Milat was a very forthcoming person who was lovely and never hesitated to help. And always asking to know how he could be of help to people he met. And just like Ganimat, Milat dedicated his life to finding a course, to working in the business field, to ensure that marketing of products were done in an ethical manner. Milad spent a very short time at the University of Gulf, just like Ganimat. But the tributes that people have provided all attest to the resource that we have lost, not just as a community here at the university, but as a nation and as a, the world as a whole. And just as I speak and become passionate about this and as I reflect on the time that I spent with these two people, I cannot help but to share with the pain that all Canadians are going through right now as this tragedy has touched what I would say every province and every household in one way or the other in Canada and beyond. As we continue to mourn, I want us to also use the opportunity to reflect on their lives and to celebrate the time that we've spent with them. To celebrate their works, to celebrate their achievements, both their shared and indiv individual strides and achievements that they attained in their lives. So I want everybody, and what I will say in the last part of the song I used to introduce this show, the last phrase in the song, who was in Persian, says, God knows. Yes, obviously, we take solace in the fact that we shared very good times with these wonderful people, people that have touched our lives, and we can only be grateful for the time we shared with them. Before I switch gear, to come back to the main theme of my discussion in today's episode, which is food prices in Canada, I will want to switch to another song, another Persian song, as titled DJ Diri, which means it's too late, which is sung by Amin Bani, which also talks about death, but more importantly, how we should appreciate the time that we we have spent with people that we have lost. So enjoy this song and let's get back and continue in the last few minutes with our substantive topic today. همه دنیا میارزه 
اما افسوس تو رو خواستن دیگه دیدن دیگه دیدن اما افسوس ما نخواستن دلم آرون نمیگیره From the words of Amin Bani, coming from the song you just heard, I say a sad dew hung from the corners of my eyes, but I find strength to thank everybody, and I find strength to say thank you very much, Ganimat and Milad, for the times shared together and for the impact that you have made in your time here. Thank you. Now shifting gears and moving back to our topic for today, in the last episode of 2019, we did talk about some of the things to look out for. And one of the things that we touched on was the 2020 Canada Food Price Report, which was released on the 4th of December 2019. Uh, the report talked about so many things and what to expect in 2020 as an household in Canada here. The report, which was the 10th edition, projected that food prices will increase in total between 2% to 4% in 2020. But beyond this broader projection, there were a few issues that were highlighted in the report and that is what I want to spend the last few minutes of this episode to talk about. So some of the things that were talked about included uh, issues that are driving food prices and some of the headlines that we should expect uh, to see in 2020. So coming back from 2019, the report states that there were a few issues that actually led to food price uh, increases and changes in the, the, the food environment within the Canadian landscape. The 
first issue was the change in Canada's food guide, the dietary guidelines. So in January 2019, Canada re- released a new uh, dietary guidelines that kind of changed the way people were expected to eat. In this new guideline uh, that was released by Canada Health Canada, actually kind of shifted things a little bit, especially when it comes to uh, proteins. As the new guideline combined both animal and plant-based proteins in once a single category and kind of advised people to take more of our plant-based proteins. But the whole new discussion that came with this uh, guideline had some impact on the way people choose to eat, to shop, and all those things. So it had impact in how uh, food prices turned out throughout 2019. But beyond that, another issue was what, what they termed as a vegetable dilemma. Because throughout the years, Canadians have always sought to pay premiums to each very quality vegetables. And now we see plant-based food and then we are seeing a lot of uh, people also moving towards vegetarian diets, complemented by the fact that there were a lot of scares with E. coli outbreak and other uh, issues, which meant that people try to look for premium vegetables, which had an impact on the prices. So it also had the vegetable dilemma also had a greater impact on uh, prices in 2019. But another important thing which we touched on in our end of year review was also the Chinese trade environment. We had the issues of uh, Canadian exports, sort of canola pork and African fry fever. So all these things had uh, impact on prices of these products and because of the trade disagreements and issues with China, which meant that uh, exports were reduced to much to a greater extent, which means uh, Canadian farmers felt the impact of it. So it had other uh, impacts on the food prices and other issues within the Canadian landscape. But another old issue, issue that is highlighted in the report uh, was actually the rise of what they call populism and global growth market. And this directly ties to uh, a situation where most countries are be- beginning what to fold up and closing their economies to external actors. So for most parts, I'm reading directly from the report. It says the rise of populism and protectionism has had multiple impacts of the Canadi- on the Canadian eco- economy and its agriculture and food sectors. For the global economy is riding sustained growth forecast, but recent announcement by International Monetary Fund of its intention to cut growth forecast for global economy add uncertainty to the economic uh, future in the country. For the IMF predicts a broad deceleration across the world's largest economy as trade tension undermine expansion and we could see that from the trade tension between let's say Canada and China but also the trade tension between the US and uh, China as well and many uh, other issues that were experienced in 2019 but beyond that uh, we are expected that in 2020 food prices will be affected in only w- many ways by different factors as well one being uh, some of the things that were focused in the report was the macroeconomic factors and drivers within the Canadian landscape and we in terms of macroeconomic factors some of them are environmental, some of them are economical, some of them are social. But just to highlight some of uh, the t- themes that are touched on in this report was macroeconomic level. We have climate change, which we do know that there was cl- carbon tax and a lot of discussions about that in the Canadian landscape as well. So it definitely will have an impact on the prices of food. And it, the report actually projects that it's going to have a signif- very significant impact on food prices. Uh, but we also have geopolitical risks again. Uh, US and China, again, Canada and China and all those geopolitical 
geopolitical issues and yeah, oil prices and all will come in. But in also uh, at a higher level, we have input costs, energy costs, inflation, currencies, and trade environment, which will all have uh, varied levels of impact. It is significant, moderate, and impact on food prices in the Canadian landscape going through 2020. But very, if there are also very sector-specific issues that might have an impact. Uh, one being food retail and distribution, which is uh, expected to have a significant impact in terms of decreasing the prices of food, actually. But also food processing uh, figures would might have a very significant impact in increasing increasing the prices of food. And policies and regulation, consumer awareness, how people become more aware of what they eat and what they look out for in grocery stores. All these things will come into uh, play in terms of how food prices will play out uh, in 2020. But beyond that, there's going to be very uh, lower level, what we call domestic level issues, with one being consumer indebtedness, or which might have very significant impact in terms of decreasing the price uh, of food and we have consumer disposable income which might have very significant impact as well in terms of decreasing uh, the price of food. So uh, among all these issues we are expected that uh, in 2020 based on these projections for average family in Canada built on health, healthy food selection following Canada's food guide annual expenditures are actually expected or anticipated to increase by $487 uh, in 2020 for total household expenses of about $12,667 on food. The main drivers behind this rise are increase in price of vegetable, fruit, meats, and seafood. Uh, reading directly from the report as well, the, right of the rise of plant-based alternative does give optimism for meat prices by creating a new class of substitutes. But global demand for meat outside Canada will increase domestic prices in 2020 as well. Seafood is the world's largest, uh, fastest growing protein category and production and and ecological threats will impact prices of Canadian families. Uh, seafood presents opportunities in Canada for more controlled growing environments, both in natural uh, biological stocks environments and in aquaculture to make products more price-friendly. But like I mentioned, beyond this, we are also expected uh, that there might be a few issues that would make headlines. Most specifically, some of these things already made headlines in 2019, and this will carry on in 2020. I'm just going to highlight a few of them that were also uh, mentioned in the report. One is the issue of the single-use plastic packaging for food retail. And we know that a lot of uh, food retailers, there's a lot of pressures uh, coming from all over, mostly from activists on food retailers to change their packaging habits. And we've already seen a bit uh, of uh, efforts with some retailers. And we expect that there will be headlines uh, coming in this direction as well. And more efforts maybe from retailers uh, and from other food uh, sellers across the country. But another important thing will be climate change intervention and carbon taxes. And we, I, I mentioned earlier, carbon tax was a big issue in 2019. And uh, I think somewhere in 2019, uh, Maple Leafs uh, announced that they want to go to carbon neutral I think by 2025, if I'm getting the figure right. But these are some of the things that we are that, that they are anticipating will continue with more food producers coming out with measures to reduce their carbon footprint. So 2020, we expect to see a lot more headlines on some of these issues. Uh, but also beyond that, uh, we are also expecting that uh, retailing artificial intelligence in terms of the retail sector, in terms of smart shopping, uh, 
initiatives are expected to come into force in 2020 and might make uh, some kind of headlines within the year as well. But beyond this, there are a lot of issues that we are also expecting. But looking at the more broader agricultural level, we might also expect that digital technologies and the rise of other new in technologies in agriculture will have an impact on how people do their farming. But more uh, especially, it might have a multiply impact on food prices, especially at the farm gate level and other uh, ac- levels across the supply chain. As Because as farmers invest in new technologies, increasing their capital cost, but also it might be able to reduce their cost of uh, production and all those. So we expect to see a lot more headlines in this direction. But what we always ask is what will some of these headlines and some of these uh, uh, anticipations that's uh, being put forward, what does it mean for the ordinary Canadians? Uh, how it is expected that we are going just our packets will drain a little bit more down because we are going to spend more on food. But we can actually put in place measures to kind of reduce how these things will impact us. And that is what I'll touch on in the last part of this uh, episode. Again, when I, from our experiences, I think that in terms of how people do their shopping, uh, in terms of the food budgets, we expect that uh, reducing food waste will be a big issue in terms of how it impacts household level. Food waste wasn't mentioned in the report clearly but we do think that food waste will also make a big headline in uh, 2020 and how households actually deal with issues of food waste will have an impact on their expenditure in terms of the amount they spend on food but apart from food waste we also expect that uh, as these new technologies come in like i mentioned earlier these technologies will, will actually sh- bring about some changes in the supply chain from production to consumption so consumers will become more aware of food choices for consumers to become more aware of how their food is produced due to traceability and other uh, technologies that are coming in place but more importantly as well in through this will bring might bring efficiencies in the food supply chain which in one way or the other might reduce prices or might actually increase prices depending on the how efficient these technologies are being used but at the household level i think that people can also put in place their measures like i mentioned reduce food waste but again shop wisely as you go into the grocery store you should know what exactly you are looking for and to make sure that whatever you are looking for is something you need so through some of these basic means of how we shop across shopping practices consumption practices we may be able to save money and we may be able to reduce the impact of uh, this forecasted increase in food prices on our household and of course on our wallets as well. So th- this topic is very extensive and I do hope that we'll be able to come back to some of these headlines as they come, they unfold in 2020. And I know that some of these headlines will come and we will have very dedicated episodes to some of these uh, uh, headlines. So stay tuned. And again, uh, we spent a, I spent an earlier part of this uh, episode uh, celebrating the lives of my two friends that were lost in the Iranian uh, plane crash. And I do hope that you all join me as we say the lives of my two friends and the lives of the two University of Golf uh, students and the life of all the 176 or so passengers that were lost uh, in this tragic accident. So without talking much, I would like to end here and to thank you for staying tuned and for celebrating with us, as I will put it, I won't say morning with us, celebrating the lives of our friends and continuously supporting this pro- uh, 
continuously supporting this program. We do hope that 2020, as we begin, as we continue with, to bring you more episodes in 2020, we're able to meet your needs and we're able to continue to listen to this program as well. So stay tuned. Thank you and have a nice day.